Today's episode of Setting the Edge is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash setting edge. That's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash setting edge. I'm popping bottles tonight. Come do for a fight if you're ready. I'm popping bottles, baby. I'm popping bottles, baby. Mm. I'm popping bottles tonight. Yeah. 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 All right, guys, welcome to episode 30 of Setting the Edge. Actually, no, not 30. Episode 29 uh, of Setting the Edge. Uh, this is Charles McDonald, your host. I'm here with Tony Jefferson. Justice did not make it. I, I just assume he's still asleep. But before we get into uh, this interview with Tony, we have a few housekeeping notes. Uh, we extended the uh, the length for our Madden 18 giveaway by one week, so you have until July 16th to go and sign up for it. If you want information about it, it's on our Twitter account, the pin tweet at Setting Edge. You, you have to sign up for the newsletter, follow the account, and uh, you, you'll, your name will be entered. But it, it's pretty straightforward. We're almost done with our NFC South season previews. So we'll be uh, having our NFC South pod sometime next week, and we will have all we have left is the AFC West and the NFC West, and then we'll be ready to go for the season with all thirty-two teams. But let me introduce our guest, Tony Jefferson, new safety for the Baltimore Ravens. How are you doing today, Tony? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad that you uh, you you joined us. I got to give a shout out to uh, our pal Erica Isola, who's about to have a baby in a week for for linking us up. How do you know Erica? Oh yeah. Uh, just the real sports. Um, you know, I'm a big Madden fan, so um, you know the the fellow Maddeners will eventually link up, and that's what happened. <laughs> Are you on PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation. PlayStation. That's what's up. Uh, I have a question for yeah. you. Would you mind signing the two? If I send you the two copies of Madden that we get, would you mind signing them before we send them off to the the winners? Oh yeah, of course. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, but one reason why I wanted to uh, talk to you today is you, I remember when you uh, initially declared for the draft out of Oklahoma, you said that uh, you wish you or you said that you thought the decision was a mistake at the time. And obviously it's worked out for you now as you've been able to get uh, the contract with Baltimore. But do you think that uh, kids who declare for the draft should be if they don't get drafted? Do you think they should be able to go back to school? Because I always thought that that seemed like a no brainer. Like if you get if you declare and you don't get drafted, you should be able to go back. Yeah, I think so. Um, I definitely think you should be able to do that. I feel like the baseball players are they get to do it, but NFL works a little differently, I guess. But I don't see why um, you wouldn't give that player the option um, to do that in, in the interest of the, of the student-athlete. But, um, you know, like I said, NFL works differently. Yeah, I always thought that was strange because there's a lot of money at stake like when you declare you don't get drafted. But for you, it worked out. For some guys, it doesn't work out. So how has it been going from undrafted free agent to uh, restricted free agent and now – Obviously, signing this the the nice contract with Baltimore. Uh, it's been a roller coaster, but uh, it's taught me a lot. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, I've, I've seen the political side of 
of the business and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, like I said, it's something that's, that's really helped me out, uh, through life, not just football. And, um, I don't think I could have asked for it to happen a better way. How'd you decide on, on Baltimore? Because it seemed like a lot of teams were, uh, you know, bidding for your services and I didn't, and there was a port that said the, uh, the Browns off, offered the most money to you. So how did you end up signing with Baltimore? I just felt like it was a good fit for me. Um, I mean, I, the style fit me. So, um, you know, I felt like uh, with the situation I was in, and, you know, I felt like um, it was just a good situation for me. Did the Browns jerseys have any part to play with it? <laughs> Would you sign it in Baltimore? No, no, no. That was that was all. Uh, um, Ravens definitely look good in black and black on black. Yeah, I mean, if I was in that position, I would definitely let jersey choice or the, like the jersey design influence my choice because you can't come out here looking like a piece of doo doo like the Browns do sometimes. <laughs> uh, was it frustrating when you had when you were tagged with the lowest level tender coming off a good season? You know. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, like I said, I see the I see the political side of, of it now, and so it. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I got to see that part, um, but it is what it is. It made me grind harder, work harder, and uh, really show up uh, my abilities. Okay, uh, you know my friend uh, TD God Tyler Dixon. He has a question. Raiders Twitter came at you hard as a free agent. What are some positive and negatives about Twitter that, you know, throughout the free agent process or just during the season? Like, what do you like or what do you hate about Twitter? Because it definitely gives people easy access to you. Yeah, uh, I see no negatives on Twitter. I like it. Um, there's, I mean, you get to respond to what you want to. And, I mean, it's it's easy for me. I don't really get offended by anything because um, – all it takes is a scroll of the finger, and uh, you can get past that. Um, but I mean, Twitter is up to you. It's, it's self-employed, whether you want to look at it or not. So I don't ever see uh, any negatives with Twitter, um, besides the fact that you know they, that's where all the information is. But during the season, um, I deactivate my Twitter. So oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, I was. I always think it's funny when people say they like they hate Twitter so much. I'm like, once you log off, the people they kind of they're not real anymore. You're just like they just exist to you on the internet. So it's always funny when people get so frustrated with Twitter. Yeah. Uh, another question from our pal uh, Deontay Lee at DL Blacks: If you, Brennan, Kenny, and Damian didn't go to Oklahoma, where would you have gone? Why does San Diego State uh, struggle to sign local talent? Now for the. Uh, for our listeners who don't know, uh, who are Brendan, Kenny, and Damian? Um, they're all San Diego natives. We're all from San Diego. Um, and we all actually went to Oklahoma, ironically. Uh, we obviously had a bunch of choices um, to choose from out of college. Um, my goal was to get everyone from San Diego and go to San Diego State, but um, uh, not not everybody uh, was on, was on board for that, so uh, we kind of went our separate ways. Not really, but because we all really went to uh, Oklahoma. But um, 
it would have been nice to have everybody at home and playing for the home team. Um, and eventually, you know, became a good, 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 organ, uh, good team as well. So, um, I think they're uh, San Diego State's doing better keeping their guys. Well, what made you uh, not want to go there when you were in high school? Because it, because it does seem like a lot of talent breeds from that San Diego area, but they can never capitalize on it. Uh, I actually do want to go there. Uh, I mean, I, I gave some thought, but, you know, when you're getting attention from all these other big-time schools, um, I mean, you kind of look at the Mountain West, like, and you're not going to get that much television exposure, stuff like that. But, um, like I said, it's, it's San Diego State's a good organization and has a good tradition. Some great players have came out of it. Yeah, did you uh, watch any of uh, Donnell Pumphrey got drafted by the Eagles this year? I thought he was a pretty special player for the for the Aztecs. Uh, yeah, he's a very good player. What do you think of some of these draft picks that the Ravens have? Because uh, I'm, I'm sure you've met guys like the, the new draftees, like Marlon Humphrey, uh, Chris Wormley, Tim Williams. Like, How do you think those guys are going to fit into uh, the defense? Oh, they're fitting in very good as now. I mean, we haven't had the pads on, so we'll see come training camp. But, uh... They, they've got young guys look good. I'm excited about the young group um, that that we got. Uh, they're, they're very focused. Um, Ozzy did a good job, um, not just getting the guys that um, are 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 very athletic and, and are good football wise, but guys who are, who have good character. And uh, when you surround guys with good character around other good guys, um, it just expands the opportunity for your team to be successful. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what Marlon Humphrey can do, because I thought he was a beast at Alabama, and then he had to, he lit up the combine, too. So when you see uh, a guy who has production, has the athleticism, that, that's always going to be fun. I, I think him being able to work with you and Eric Weddle is, is going to be really good for his early success. And for you to, to go from playing to with Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew to Eric Weddle now. Uh, what's that experience been like? Like how, especially a guy like Tyron Matthew, like how do they prepare each week, uh, week in, week out to make the plays that they do? Well, they're, they're true professionals. And uh, I got the opportunity to learn off them and and, and, and pick their brain. And um, I think that's going to, that's going to help me tremendously down the road of my career. They've been nothing but, but but great help to me. They're they're my brothers, so um, I'll always look at them uh, and that and that that way. So um, you know, I'm excited to be able to carry over what I learned from them to to Baltimore. That's good. That's what's up. Uh, <laughs> we have a you want you want to dive into some of these? Just we have some mailbag questions, and a lot of them are just goofy. So you want to just dive into some of these sillier questions? Yeah. All right. Uh, from at uh, T Brad Me Five, my dog is itchy, but it's not fleas. What should I do? He said what? He said my dog is itchy, but it doesn't have fleas. What should he do? Uh, take it to the vet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know why he why he thought he should put that in there, but that's the only. That's all I got. Take it to the vet. See if it has a scab or something. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's all I got. Uh, allergy. Yeah, it could be allergies. What are dogs allergic to? Uh, it could be the weather. 
I know my dog, um, he gets allergic. She was allergic in Arizona, I guess, to the pollen or something. So, what kind of dog anything. do you have? I got a golden retriever. How old is it? Yeah, uh, he's about to be three years old in August. Oh, he's a little puppy. He's still wild? Oh, yeah. Big time. So, do you take him from uh, from uh, San Diego to Baltimore with you? Like, how does he deal with the, I, I guess, like the the climate change? Uh, he's in uh, Baltimore, so I have him at daycare. So, uh, I uh, I don't believe in putting dogs on airplanes. So, I had a I found a company who who drove him from when I made my initial move from Arizona to Baltimore. And uh, they drove them all the way there, so I didn't have to put them on the airplane. That's, that's yeah. nice. What do you think about pet birds? Uh, to me, they're useless, but, I mean, some people have. Uh, you say they're useless? I don't know what to do with a bird. Well, for me, personally, I, I wouldn't know what to do with a pet bird. I mean, I, I know they're, they're um, useful for um, the world and, and the earth and mother nature, but for me personally to have a, a, a bird as a pet, I don't understand what um, I would be doing with it. I, pet birds, they kind of scare me, man. Like, I, I just don't trust it because when you try to pet it, it always tries to bite you, and I don't know if it's going to hurt or not. So, <laughs> I, I, like, yeah. even a little parakeet, my friend has a, a little parakeet, and I just I don't trust it at all. Yeah, I don't trust birds either. They have a mind of their own. Yeah, and they can fly around your house and stuff. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not the move. If you could have any exotic animal as a pet, what would it be? Uh, a tiger. A tiger. Yeah. I like, I like those the videos where they have the, uh, the tiger cubs and like people playing with it in their house, and I just always think like in like a year that thing is gonna be able to kill you. Oh yeah, I would only keep it for a couple weeks. <laughs> the baby. What's the uh? So we have another one from at Beal Tavs. Best funniest locker room story at OU. Oh, there's too many. I can't even tell you. Do you guys have a freestyle? Oh yeah, that was always. Who was the best rapper on the team? At OU. Yeah. Um. Dewan Miller. What position did he play? He played a uh, receiver. Okay. What kind of bars do he have? You have you have any examples, or you can't repeat them? Yeah, I can't. Repeat them. <laughs> yeah, he's from he's from New York, so oh, that's okay. what they do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what they do up there in their Tims. And then we're blessed with New York rap today. The Jay Z dropped his uh four 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 forty four album. Have you listened to that yet? Nah, I usually let let the uh, social media uh, take it for a little bit because I know they boosted a little bit, so I'll listen to to it later. See, I, I wasn't expecting much from him, like at all, but it's kind of nice because I, I I don't know how you feel about uh, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, but I thought that was just okay. But this was I actually like this one a lot. Four forty four. He kind of went yeah, back to like. Coming back to like that uh, like American gangster type flow on that instead of trying to make it 
more modernized. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to check it out. Who do you listen to, uh, like, on the regular when you're just chilling? Like, what rappers do you listen to? Um, I listen to Mozzie. I listen to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, a little bit of YG. Uh, more uh, West Coast rappers. You listen, did you listen to uh, Snoop Dogg's album? It came out, I think, like almost two months ago now. No, nah, I haven't listened to it yet. I wasn't expecting much, but uh, it, it kind of sounds like Doggy Style a little bit. Like He, he really brought out the, the, uh, the G-Funk for that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know he was still making music. Neither did I. And it just kind of popped up on my uh, Spotify one day. It was like, new releases you might be interested in. It was a Snoop Dogg album. And he even got a picture of him from like '96 on the cover. It's pretty. Is that? It's pretty good. Right. Who had the best Check practice? Who had the best practice players in Arizona? The best what? The, the best practice playlist. Uh, we didn't listen to music. You didn't listen Is to music at practice? practice. Nah. Was that just like a Bruce Arians thing, or? Was that a team vote? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't. He has like listening music during practice. Okay. Because that, that kind of seems like the new wave, especially with like Seattle and Atlanta. And even I know Washington, they bump uh, music during practice too. Yeah. I haven't been able to experience that. That's interesting. Uh, Let's see. From a. Uh, our pal Bobby Boucher at Ryan Jackson, the hardest quarterback or offensive coordinator to scheme against, and what coverage do you prefer to play? Hardest quarterback to to what? To scheme against or offensive coordinator. Oh. Um, I mean, I, I would say, I guess, Matt Ryan, because he has a bunch of weapons and He's a he's a very good, smart quarterback, pre-snap breed. So, um, it's, I guess the best cover to play against him would be cover one, just to know that you have your man. So, um, just have him make those tough throws. Now, from a defensive perspective, what what sets apart that Kyle Shanahan offense from other offenses that you play? Because they they lit up teams last year, but uh, it'd be cool to get the perspective of somebody who's played against it and game plan for it. Uh, I mean, he just does a bunch of different things. He's smart. Um, he knows how to utilize his players. Um, and, uh, you know, his his scheme is pretty good. I, I, I do give him that. He's a pretty good uh, coordinator. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I, I'm a Falcons fan, unfortunately, so... The way the season ended was uh, a little rough, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> it's a little rough to say the least. But did you guys get a kick out of what happened in the Super Bowl? Or were you or were you rooting for? Do you have any rooting interest in that game? No, I just I just wanted to see a good game, and at first it wasn't, and uh, it, it ended up being a good game. And uh, those, those are two good teams battling now. Here's how deep I was in the in the game. Remember when Robert Alfred had the pick six on Tom Brady 
And yeah. there was a picture from the Boston Globe where they where it was it was Brady on the ground looking off into the distance. You saw Robert Alford running for a touchdown. I had it on my computer ready to have it framed in next day shipping, like to put in my room. And as each minute ticked by, ticked by, ticked by, I was getting really, really antsy. And then when Julio had that catch at the end, I thought it was done. And I, I have I put in my credit card information and stuff like that. And then the fumble happened, and I got so yeah. sick. I got so sick to my stomach. <laughs> I just, oh. I been just oh, some some things aren't meant to happen. I, I guess Falcons are just never going to win anything. Uh, but uh, another question from uh, my friend fourteen team fourteen team mocker. Hello, my question is for Tony. Of course, is your very close friend Kenny Stills as handsome in person as he is in pictures? Uh, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he he sponsors Kenny's uh, uh, like pro football reference page and put like Black Lives Matter on. So I'm 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 just gonna tell him yes that you do. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What song do you know every word to? Um, probably a bunch of songs. Uh, Star Spangled Banner. Star Spangled Banner? (laughs) Yeah. What about rap songs? You said you were a West Coast guy. Yeah. I know a bunch, I know a lot of songs, uh, like I said, I listen to Mozzie a lot. A lot of Mozzie songs. So, I know every word to uh, to Doggy Style, the entire album. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think everybody does. That's all you to listen to. It's so weird. Do you think, like, when you listen to the lyrics of Doggy Style, do you think that they could release something like that today? I just, I don't see how they could get away with it without it becoming like a controversy. I feel like nowadays you can release whatever you want to release, uh, just based off um, the current rappers and stuff who are out now. You like I these new like school the rappers? rappers? Not really. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I just don't get it. I, have you looked at the uh, the XXL freshman list for 2017? Yeah, no, I don't know. I just, I don't know any of these dudes, and I I, I listened to one song by Little Pump. It was like called Derrick Rose or something like that. And these dudes just yeah. have no talent. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. What's the the newest rapper that you kind of like? Because I kind of like before like the. Rape stuff came out. I was I, I like Kodak Black, but it's kind of hard to support the music now because of of what he's done in the public light. I don't, I don't even know what he did in the public light. Oh. Did he do something? Uh, <laughs> well, he he recorded himself like having sex with somebody, and he put it on Periscope. Like him and his boys like having sex with this woman. It was it was really really bizarre. So. He did what? He uh, put himself having, like, it was him and like, two of his boys having sex with somebody, and he put it on his Periscope. Are you serious? Yeah, man. Oh, God. 
So after that, I was like, mm, I don't really know if I if I mess with this anymore. I really do that. I don't know why he would do that. I would never do something like that. I mean, just to see like what some of these newer rappers do. Like I was talking about Little Pump. He uh, he got a, a cake that was a Xanax for his birthday. I was like, what are these new dudes doing? That's crazy. You listen to Young Thug at all? Yeah, I like Young Thug. Okay. Did you listen to his newest album? Uh, nah. When did that drop? Uh, probably like two or three weeks ago. It's it's a a lot of people like it, but he went for like a like a singing album, and I I wasn't really about that. What are you all listening? What have you guys been listening to in the uh, locker room in Baltimore? Uh, they like the little Uzis and stuff. The, the newer, the newer stuff. Yeah, Uzi's okay. I, I like his verse on Bad and Bougie. I hated it at first, but it grew on me. Yeah. Did you see uh, it was Migos at uh, the BET Awards and when Joe Budden got in, when Joe Budden left the set and they're about to fight him? Yeah, yeah. It, did you see Julio Jones like in the background just standing like what is what the hell is about to happen? Nah, I didn't see that. Yeah, if you go back and watch it. And like in the far left, Julio Jones is wearing like a white suit. And he's off in the distance, like looking like if, is he gonna have to jump in? But he didn't, and it it, it de-escalated from there. But it, it's always funny to see like rappers and athletes, or athletes in any star in any other profession, hang out together. Do you have any uh, any famous friends outside of football? Um, I don't. I don't really, I'm not really in the scene like that. I just be chilling. So um, I'm not really too interested in being friends with like that, the rappers and stuff. I mean, like Sam or whatever, then it's, it's probably a high and by, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be in that scene. I play football. That's all I care about. <laughs> what, uh, what, when did you start playing football? Uh, I've been playing for a long time, probably like, I think I was four years old, five, I started playing organized. They have tackle leagues that young? Nah, flag football. Flag football, okay. So flag football, you were four, and then what was it like, what what was it like being recruited out of high school? What what schools were after you the hardest besides Oklahoma? Uh, I was a top recruit, so I had pretty much every offer. Um, I could have went anywhere, so um, I had a lot of choices. Were you about to decide? Were you about to go anywhere besides Oklahoma? Like, was it a last-second decision for you, or? Yeah, I was committed to USC at first, and um, ended up changing. Ended up changing to uh, Oklahoma. Why? Why was that? Yeah. Uh. The, some stuff this stuff with uh, Pete Carroll had, had gone on and oh so that, was that right when uh, he left for Seattle yeah yeah that was crazy it seemed like he well, for Seattle yeah then Lane Kiffin uh, came in I was actually at the Army All-American Bowl 
I had chosen Oklahoma, but I was still deciding whether what I wanted to do, and uh, I just stuck with Oklahoma. What other players were at the uh, All American Bowl your year that ended up going to the NFL? Um, Keenan Allen is one I can remember. That's about it that I can remember off the top of my head. Okay. Who was the toughest player you faced in college? Uh, Tavon Austin, probably. Tavon Austin. Was that, that was right when West Virginia joined the Big 12, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Were you, were, you, uh, were you on the field when he had a 300-yard rushing game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That was, see, that was the game when I, I watched it and I thought that he was going to be like a, a beast in the NFL. Like, I, th- I thought he was going to be unbelievable. Yeah, nah, he's, he's a beast. He's, he's an electrifying player. Yeah. And because uh, I'm, I'm from Baltimore, so he's like a, a legend around here. You go, like, you go to Dunbar High School and people still talk about him however many years ago that was. Uh, it, it's it's it that game was nuts. Uh, so yeah, I, I I bet that was the toughest game you had uh, in college. Any other uh, guys that really gave you fits besides Tavon Austin? No, no, you never got you never got got besides Tavon. No, hmm. that's interesting. Usually, some guys they, like they have a, a a few guys that got him, but. Yeah, t- Tavon, that Not game. In no. How about in the NFL? I was, all, I was all American. That's true. <laughs> How about in the NFL then? Besides, like like guys that got you. Guys that got me. Uh, Julius Thomas got me uh, my second year in the NFL uh, when he was with Denver. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as guys, that's about it. Okay. Was that what, was that when Peyton Manning was was that when they they lost yeah. to Seattle in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, cuz that Peyton was on fire that year. I think he threw for like 55 touchdowns. Yeah, it was killing it. Yeah. So uh last question before I let you out of here. Uh what are you, what are you some of your uh, favorite places to eat in Baltimore? Uh, Jimmy Seafood. Any seafood? Have you uh? Jimmy Seafood. Jimmy Seafood. Oh yeah, that that's great. Uh, there's this hot dog place in a uh, in Fells Point called Stuggies. Have you been there before? Nah. It's good. They got uh, they have this burger or not burger? This hot dog with uh crab meat and mac and cheese on it, and their fries are really good too. So like, if you go to Stuggies in, in Fells Point. That's what's up. Stubbies. Stuggies. S T U G G Y S. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. That sounds good. Yeah. I mean I I love Baltimore food. Like any seafood, crab, stuff like that. They, it's just it's just better out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh so before we let you go, or before I let you go, because Justice didn't show up, uh you have anything you're working on that you want to let the people know about? Uh, I'm training and trying to get ready for the season. All right. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. It's going to conclude episode 29 of Setting the Edge podcast. I will be back next week with our NFC South preview 
And the week after that, we'll be here with uh, Mina Kimes. Hopefully, Justice can make it for that. If not, I'm going to be looking for a new co-host. All right, thanks for coming on, Tony. All right, appreciate it.